0: ladies and gents, and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson. Joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And there's only really one place to start actually today, and that is that Steve Bruce is gone.
1: I mean, we all knew it, and typically it was like the day that the podcast came out last week. Yeah. They've got no
0: respect for our podcast schedule, have they?
1: I know, and we, we, we pretty much, we should have just said it as if it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. And what's that? I see over the horizon, standing on top of a bus, It's Mourinho. He's coming. (laughs) He's coming. As the legends foretold, in the dark recesses of time, Mourinho will return.
0: Oh, we're definitely going to get Mourinho (laughs) at some point. Not this season, I I think, but it's, it's happening, people. It's happening.
1: I mean, meanwhile, you've got to make do with your... Was it second in command, the assistant uh, manager, the assistant coach? Yep,
0: yeah, Graham Jones. He's going to take charge for the next two games or next one game now, of course, now that we've played Crystal Palace at least.
1: Well, can we say that not much has changed? Because, I mean, I watched those highlights of Crystal Palace in Newcastle, and my God, were Newcastle even there? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll get to that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Anyway, back to, Sorry, back to Steve
0: Bruce. Yeah, just want just to chat about the, the Steve Bruce um, second, or should I say, quote-unquote, left by mutual consent. I think we all know what that meant. Uh, Steve Bruce consenting to the big bag of money that they handed him on the way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it, it must be said, uh, Alan Sir Maximan wrote a really a genuinely quite touching message to Steve Bruce on Twitter, uh, which I am going to relay if you haven't seen it, listeners. And I'm someone who wanted Steve Bruce to be out I did find genuinely touching. He said, You are without a doubt one of the most gentle people that I've ever met in the world of football. You have been a man of your word, a caring man and a fair man who never hesitated to protect us. I will never forget how you treated me. For that I will be forever grateful. It has been an honor and a privilege to have you as a coach. Thank you, Steve.
1: I mean it is nice and clearly there was like, you know, there was good rapport between him and some of the players. And obviously, it doesn't matter who it is. There's all, you know, you may hate them personally, but there's always going to be people who who have been in that position or that job for a long time. You are going to develop a, a relationship, or a working relationship or friendly relationship either or. So obviously, it's going to affect some people. So. You know, I get that lots of people online have been very much like, a, oh, yeah, but he's, he's crap and all that stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, maybe, but you didn't actually work with the man. So I think a little bit of respect. I know he was a bit of a plonk and an idiot, um, at least in the media. Uh, and I'm not saying the media is presented to him as that. I'm just saying when he was interviewed, he came across exactly like that with no manipulation at all. Um, but. You know, he clearly was a nice man underneath all that. And we only saw the work version, the manager version of Brucey, not the yeah. actual Steve Bruce. So, you know, it's really nice to see that come out.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it does speak a lot about him as as a person. As I say, I, I wanted him to go, but I would like to think that I, I never devolved to the point of of abusing him. I mean, unfortunately, he, he says, bear in mind, he's only 60, which for a football manager, is still relatively young. He said that he might retire from football management because of the toll that this job has taken on him again. He got an £8 million payout. I mean, my sympathy is always going to be limited. somewhat tempered. limited. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it must be said. I mean, he spoke to The Telegraph and he said uh, that he thinks it might be his last job. So it's not just about me, it's taken a toll on my whole family because they're all Geordies and I can't ignore that. He talks about the worry that they've had for him, especially his wife, Jan. And, and the worry that sort of they've had uh, for him over the last couple of years at Newcastle, the abuse he's had. I mean, he, he, he went on to say that by the time I got to Newcastle, I thought I could handle everything thrown at me. But it has been very, very tough to never really be wanted, to feel that people wanted me to fail, to read people constantly saying that I would fail, that I was a useless fat waste of space. A stupid, tactically inept cabbage head.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie, that's what I get every day from every person that I have in my place of work. Um, and it is horrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got to be difficult. It's got to weigh you down.
1: It has, it has. But then again, he's in a massive high profile job. I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't like it, and I don't like it when I get called this type of thing. But at the end of the day, he's earning about you know a hundred times more than I am. At a, no, okay, let me correct that. Three hundred times more than what I'm on, I think would be about fair enough.
0: And that's before the bonus.
1: And that's before the bonus. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard. And and no one should have to go through abuse um, like that. But...
0: Yeah, as as I said, my my sympathy is always slightly (laughs) tempered. But whether you you like the guy or not, whether you like the the management or not, and as I said, I was certainly among people who by the end, well, and, and for some time it has to be said, was calling for him to go. I, I'm not someone who generally likes to demand that managers be sacked, but ultimately,
1: and change needs to be made. And he wasn't making. We that were change. we were
0: going to go down if he stayed in charge. We still may go down after the terrible start with Adam, and we'll talk about that a bit more later. But as I say, absolutely 100. percent He does not deserve abuse on social media or in person at all as a person. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. You, but, can, you can abuse you can abuse someone about um I think, I think that sounds really bad i don't I don't mean that. you can criticize someone's choices in their job that is fine it's the abuse the personal abuse yeah. about it which is the issue and i think i, I, I think that stands for everyone really like, that shouldn't ne- never come into a place of anybody's place work it's his job at the end of the day yeah you might want it yeah you might wish you had that money but you don't and we don't and um you know just because we don't have that um we're not happy with what he's doing. doesn't mean you can then have a go at his personality. You can have a go at him being a, a rubbish coach. You can say, yeah, Bruce, you ain't doing anything, mate. Where's this, this, this and this? Because come on, something needs to change. Which I think that's a fair comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to be fair,
0: you know, I think a lot of the criticism that has been directed at his management team is perfectly legitimate and it's, and it's yeah. perfectly fair because frankly, he did not do a good job. Despite what some pundits will tell you,
1: and try to think of any changes he made during the entire lot of his run as manager of Newcastle, which made any form of positive improvement?
0: It is, it's is—it's hard to think of. I mean, we've got some numbers for you here, listeners. Oh, well,
1: I'm going to get ass out of the way. Come on. There we go. Sorry. Sorry. Numbers. So The numbers, Mason. Sorry,
0: So, I mean, just to sum up this season, ahead of the Palace game, I at the time Steve Bruce was sacked, Zero clean sheets, 19 goals conceded, both worst in the league. We were 19th, well, we, we remain 19th in the league yeah. without a win. And again, just to show you uh, a bit more insight into Newcastle's tactics, Newcastle ranking 17th in the league for interceptions and for winning possession in the middle third of the pitch and 18th for passes attempted in the attacking third, which... I think says a lot about the way Newcastle have been playing under Steve Bruce.
1: Or you mean just existing really? There was no passion and and no drive, which were repeatedly said. Um, Again, you would have thought if anything else, yeah, you might not have the key players that you want to work with. Yes. You might not have the whole team that you want. You may not have that great relationship with the owner, but you could at least try and impart some enthusiasm on the team. And we've repeatedly said it again and again and again. There's only one or two players who ever seem to show that. Maybe every now and then there's a spark, um, but there doesn't seem to be any form of team movement. And we've seen teams play really well with limited players. I mean, look at Brentford now. Brentford is smashing it in the Premier League and they still have a championship team. Yeah. So, you know, it is doable if if you have people running forward. Leeds did it the other year
0: yeah, if you get the tactics right, you get the approach right.
1: yeah, if you basically if you just have that willingness just to go for it, mm. and I think that's what has really been frustrating for a lot of Newcastle fans is that the players and and the coaching staff and the team just seem very reluctant to just go for it. and you know yes, that might lead to more goals, but I mean nineteen maybe not. but um it would also lead to more chances and you'll be feel you'll feel like your team's actually done something this game, and it, you'll feel a bit better about it if you did lose. Um, But yeah,
0: I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean, his final Newcastle record stands 97 games. He won 28 of those, drew 28 of those and lost 41. So win percentage of just 28.9%.
1: Conceding 152 goals as well. I I mean, mean,
0: that's 1.5 goals a game.
1: Yeah, that's... That is
0: actually very slightly worse than 1.5 goals per game. And again if you're conceding that much on average per game, as his record shows, you're not going to win that much.
1: Yeah, and, and it just shows as a, as a complete lack of, well, looking at the stats. I mean, it's clear to see that there's an issue and it's not the goalkeeper. And I know there's been injuries, but you can still train your team to work as a bloody unit. Exactly. And that's what we've not seen. And we didn't, we still haven't seen it. And again, I know we'll come to that, but we still haven't seen it.
0: I mean, during, during Bruce's time in charge of the club, Newcastle conceded more goals than any other Premier League team, which I think sums it up. It, it's it's
1: it, 1.6 goals per game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's
0: because it, it's really it's really annoying for me that don't get me wrong, again, Bruce he doesn't deserve the abuse and what have you. But there seems to be all this sympathy. Like for example, during the Tottenham game, like the commentators and the pundits, there was all this sympathy for Steve Bruce. Uh, you know amidst the uh, sort of criticism and things and yet and also a simultaneous acknowledgement that Newcastle are rubbish, but there never seemed to be that connection made of well is it not Steve Bruce's job to make sure we're not rubbish there was there never seemed to be that connection of well it's kind of not entirely of course as you said there have been injured there's other issues and we know the state that the team was in because of Mike Ashley as well, but ultimately a big Part of that responsibility for Newcastle being rubbish and being in the position we're in the season is because Steve Bruce is not a great manager at Premier League level. I I hope he doesn't retire. I hope he he goes back and works, for example, in the Championship. I mean, he's got, I think, four promotions under his belt. He's obviously a decent Championship manager, but I just don't think he's cut out for the top flight.
1: No, and and not only that, but I do feel that the the, the Newcastle squad was quite demotivated um, when he... Came to ch- in, into charge of um, Newcastle. I, I think a lot of, I think it was quite negative at the time that Rafa left, and then obviously then Steve Bruce came on, and nothing really seemed to change. So we have not. It wouldn't have been a very easy job at all for him to get to get them on side. I mean, he clearly has with a couple, but again, I mean, you can't you can't go for that many games and make no admission first off because there was no admission that the defence needed work and that the strategies needed changing to take no responsibility and then to implement no changes whatsoever and say, Oh, I'm getting a lot of abuse for nothing. It's like, mate, you ain't done anything. I could sit on my ass and get paid. That's fine. (laughs) I'll take half of your money and sit on my ass and get paid.
0: (laughs) And as you, as you mentioned there with Rafa Benitez, you know, yes, it it would have been a difficult situation for him to come into because Rafa was so beloved by the fans and by the players, and because obviously Rafa is such a good manager, he's got the CV that he has with Champions Leagues and league titles and what have you, and, and lots of trophies. Of course, it was always going to be a really difficult situation for Bruce. I mean, I think it. To be fair, I think it's somewhat understandable that the fans weren't particularly enthused about going from Rafa Benitez to Steve Bruce. Yeah, I feel I mean, like, yeah, come
1: on. That's I feel like <laughs> it's kind of
0: unfair to, to to have a go with the fans for not quite being as enthusiastic there, but.
1: He could have easily turned that around. If he'd come out and said, look, guys, I know this is stuff we've got to work on. This is what we're going to work on in training. Literally be open and transparent about it. And I feel that would have brought the fans on side of be like, okay, right. So he knows that we're bad at this and this is what he's working towards. And instead he just got a lot of, well, they were, they were rubbish and it was their fault. Or like, oh, the media has been really nasty to me and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, the media is being, one of, actually, the media wasn't necessarily being nasty to were Just pointing out the actual facts. It was the fans that were being kind of nasty towards him. However, are you telling me Newcastle is the only team to do that? I mean, look at Oligona. Come on. And
0: <laughs> I think we, and again, as a said, Sky absolutely love comparing Bruce and Rafa Benitez. It's genuinely weird, the obsession that they sort of have with comparing them. But, I mean, it has to be said, <laughs> they both actually achieve, in their two full Premier League seasons in charge of Newcastle, which, of course, conveniently for Steve Bruce excludes the start of this season but anyway (laughs) uh they both achieved exactly 90 points across their two full Premier League seasons at Newcastle so Sky then loves to go oh but why did everyone hate Steve Bruce Look, they did the same well I think a bit more nuance (laughs) is required here guys because look within that 90 points Although, ultimately, I suppose it's the same number of points. It doesn't matter that much. But Rafa, It does
1: in the context of the, the season.
0: Rafa yeah. had more wins. I mean, well, one more win. It was 24 wins to 23, but still one more victory. They, and, more importantly for me, they only conceded three fewer goals. Sorry, they only scored three fewer goals under Rafa yeah. in those two full seasons. And they conceded 25 goals fewer in that time. And Rafa was doing it with a significantly worse team.
1: It was. It was very poor.
0: He didn't have Sam Maximan. He yeah. didn't have Callum Wilson. He barely had Almiron right at the end. Because yeah. Almiron Lichion came in right at the end of Rafa Benitez's tenure. Yeah. Steve Bruce, and I'm not saying, you know, we know what Mike Ashley's management is like, and, and we talked about the numbers the other week. I'm not saying he had a ton to play with, but compared to Rafa Benitez, it was night and day the amount of resources Steve Bruce had poured into that team.
1: I think the point the point is, and you said it before, Bruce was more of a yes man to Ashley, but also they were on a par of a level of no one particularly hated Bruce, but he wasn't, as, as, you, and as you said, he wasn't as beloved as Rafa. And I reckon Ashley, the small man that he is, saw that as a challenge. Rafa was the one that everybody loved, and therefore he's not going to give him what he wants because it's Rafa Benitez. Yeah. That's that, that's the pettiness of the man. And you, you can see, you see that type of individual quite often.
0: Um, and 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 that's think, what it
1: is. Small man syndrome, effectively. And I
0: think also, I think Ashley knew that Rafa Benitez is good enough to keep this team in the league without me having to invest. He had to invest when Steve Bruce was in charge. Because yes, Steve Bruce, without that investment, would not have kept us in the league last season. Not a chance. Mm. You know, imagine if we hadn't have had Joe Willock and Callum Wilson. I mean, I know Callum Wilson was injured a fair bit last season, but when he was on the pitch, same with Sam Maximan. If we hadn't have had them last season, Bruce he would not have kept us up. Plain and simple. And to any pundit who wants to try and argue that Steve Bruce has done a good job or they point to the fact that we stayed up last year or what have you.
1: By the skin of the teeth. By the skin of the teeth. I, I, would, I would
0: simply ask them, would a single a single Premier League club even consider hiring Steve Bruce next time they have got a vacancy? For me, the answer is no. And I'll be honest, the answer is no. Not a single club I cannot imagine at this time would even remotely consider him on a shortlist. Mm -hmm. Even even Norwich. If Norwich parted with Daniel Farker, I still don't think Steve Bruce would even make their shortlist.
1: On a positive note, Ranieri's back in the Premier League <laughs> yeah, he's doing really well <laughs> I'm so glad he's back
0: <laughs> yeah honestly especially you know when, when Watford got pumped 5-0 last week
1: I mean cool, that's a hard that's a hard match for any manager to come oh, into it was, with a team but I mean, it's like you've got Liverpool mate. and I'm not having to
0: go Ranieri for this because he barely got his feet under the table it was one of the worst Premier League anyone has ever seen. Yeah, but then but
1: then that turning point from that I know this isn't not Newcastle, <laughs> but this is my point. No. <laughs> that turning point from that to what, five two against Everton?
0: Yeah, from From, from 5-0 from, from, from being, being
1: trash. From to, being two one down. To actually then to actually make your team work together. And actually create a team because there wasn't any against Liverpool. It was all over the place. But to actually like form it up. If Bruce had done something like that, people would be all happy about it. Because you could imagine the flack that Ranieri got losing 5-0 in his first match. Yeah, and I mean... Look. And he did something about it, Bruce. That's the difference. <laughs> I mean, obviously
0: <laughs> er, er, Watford turning around and thrashing Everton is objectively bad for Newcastle, because it Watford is. are definitely one of our rivals.
1: And, and, and to be table. honest, if, if if nothing had happened and <laughs> Ranieri wasn't there, you'd be like, okay, at least Watford are with us. Um, but now there's that glimmer of hope and the Ranieri effects could easily take take hold now but, and they're going to be looking at a mid-table finish. Yeah, I
0: can't even be mad because, I, honestly, I wish Ranieri nothing but the best. He's a lovely man uh, and, and, a, and a good manager. But
1: I'm just a nice person.
0: I think we have to move on to Crystal Palace against yeah. Newcastle now. One all draw, so another point on the board. Uh, still,
1: <laughs> wow. still without a win. Were you bloody lucky? Were you bloody lucky? lucky.
0: Honestly, I think we were very lucky to get a point <laughs> out of this.
1: I mean, yeah, you had that really good shot that was cleared off the line. I can't remember who cleared it off the line for Palace now, but it, it you know, it, it was one of those ones that could have gone either way, and that was unfortunate. However, you can't say you are unlucky because then, my God, Ben <laughs> Teke should have had at least five goals. <laughs> yep. He missed a sitter, he hit the woodwork twice, he had a goal disallowed. Come on. <laughs> yeah, obviously.
0: Honestly, I think, yeah, as you said, that it could have easily been a 4-5-1 or five one. win for Palace uh, at Selhurst Park. It was not a good performance, to be honest, from Newcastle. Very meek in, in many respects. Got, I mean, some numbers for you here. I mean, Crystal Palace has 75% of possession in that match and 14 shots to Newcastle's five. And between the 16th and the 90th minute... Newcastle had one shot. Now, it must be said, that one shot was, was Callum Wilson's sensational bicycle kick. <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: wow. And again...
1: Yeah, but again, that's one of those ones that just you That's an individual, not a team. And that's the only reason. That's the you're only 100% reason right. Don't dampen it's the only, my joy. It's the only Stop dampening you, my joy. This is the one got straw got
0: that I have to cling to from this match. <laughs> you know,
1: it's so weak as shit. <laughs> because like they should have that's a
0: goal of the month contender right there that's
1: because it's your only goal of the month <laughs> 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 oh goal of the month between a couple of scrabbled ones <laughs>
0: I mean look, again it it shows the importance of Wilson which we'll never not talk about because it's always true yeah not not a good performance and frankly we were lucky to walk away from I mean, that with a point
1: every chance that Benteki had the defenders weren't even jumping has yes, about four, oh no, okay, three free-headers at least. And yes. no one jumped. Or the defender was behind him. Or in fact, there was two defenders converging on him and he still jumped in between the middle and then both of the defenders were like, what? <laughs> Get the ball!
0: Yeah, and i to be <laughs> honest, I mean, that, that late goal that was disallowed by, the, by VAR... To be honest, uh, first of all, legitimately disallowed. I have yeah, to say. no,
1: I agree. It was legitimately disallowed. Why the fuck did someone even bother holding him back? Because he wasn't going to jump but take yeah, yeah. and take yeah. the score. By the evidence of the match, he was going to have a free header anyway.
0: <laughs> he didn't need to foul. I think he was Kieran Clark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was Clark going to do? He'd done nothing the whole it match. Was <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, the, the the pursuit of a win continues. Only. Burnley and Norwich are the only two teams now without a win. And we're all in the bottom three together.
1: Yeah, kind of um, kind of tracks there, doesn't it? I think there's a correlation between that.
0: <laughs> also, just, uh, just quickly actually from that Palace game, police are investigating a banner held up by Crystal Palace fans, criticising the takeover. Um, essentially, they're investigating uh, an allegation that the banner was racist. Uh, of course, it, it depicted uh, an Arab man Holding a, a bloody sword, uh, there was a magpie, and then the Premier League owners' list talking about murders and, and things like that.
1: You mean all the things they've been linked with and pretty much proven that they've done?
0: Yeah, I mean, things we've we talked about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in it, and look, then the
1: depiction of the Arab man is what all the Newcastle fans are, are, are depicting themselves as, wearing <laughs> a towel on their heads. That that, that that racism.
0: Well, we'll talk about that in a, in a <laughs> sec, but I mean, regardless of the investigation, the police investigation <laughs> into this banner. I think it's something we're going to have to get used to in terms of we're going to see a lot more of these protests from rival fans.
1: Yeah, I think you just need to like just just go, OK, that's your opinion and then leave it. at this whole of... Well, I mean, to, 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 to an
0: extent, it. I'm going to agree with a lot of these rival fans.
1: Oh, no, no, I, I agree as well. But I just think if you're going to, there's no point getting yourself, getting your panties in a twist over it, is there? Because it's true um, and you've just got to deal with it. And yes, if anything goes over the line and becomes racist, that's fine. However, all they're doing is doing exactly the same thing that you're doing. That's the only racist thing there, in inverted commas, that could potentially be seen as being offensive um, to uh, people of a particular background, would be the, the depiction of an Arab man with a, um, wearing traditional Arab garb. Be- but that is also what Newcastle fans are doing. So you can't have it both ways, really. Yeah, I mean, on, on that note, um, we had that statement in
0: midweek from the club uh, saying that, look, the owners were not offended by this. They they recognise that it's part of the fans welcoming them to the club, but they politely sort of asked for fans to refrain from wearing this traditional Arab garb. You know, basically, guys, we we, we appreciate it, but put the tea towels away.
1: I mean, that's the correct thing. And yeah,
0: kick it out. The the anti discrimination organisation in football, they came out and backed. That stance from Newcastle. Honestly, I, I thought it was a smart move. Yeah. And then for some reason, um, they then backtracked on it. Really not sure why. Again, as they said in both statements, we understand that the owners weren't offended, and that's. I mean, that is good. It, it it obviously wasn't meant to be offensive, to the owners. Personally, I think it's a little bit cringeworthy and embarrassing that people have been doing it.
1: It really is. <laughs> to, be, to be I, honest, I, I but, kind of I kind of think. Oh, Kind of yeah, well, I, I, I get that the
0: owners um, recognise that it's meant to celebrate them, rightly or wrongly, and we've talked about that before and I'm sure we will continue to do so basically every week for the rest of the time. But yeah, why backtrack, I'm, I'm, especially after the, the positive reception that that move got, I'm not sure. I get whatever. that they want to keep fans on side, so I don't I don't know if there was yeah, maybe a how, fan how backlash. Many, but at the end of the day... Fans
1: were hollering about, I want to wear, the, continue to wear this tea towel on my head. Yeah. It is my human right to wear a tea towel on my head, because I have always done so. so I mean, I wouldn't, I
0: wouldn't cite human rights. That, <laughs> hell, here, so yeah, that's
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. You're going to have to wear something you don't know, like, because the human rights are not followed or adhered to by the individuals who have taken over
0: Newcastle United. But anyway, yeah, bit a bit of a bizarre one, but we'll 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 let you know if anything changes, I guess listeners.
1: Yeah, oh, and let's move on to the really positive news. <laughs> Newcastle versus Chelsea. You are fucked
0: <laughs> We're fucked <laughs> Yes. Newcastle it's not it's not it doesn't get any easier, does it? We yeah. play Chelsea next week. We're at home. I'm and not Chelsea, sure that's gonna matter.
1: Chelsea are on fire. They're on fire yeah and Stop you're it. just a burning mess really um but they're oh, actually, we're a fire yeah. in a different
0: way we're a flaming clown car
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually like it's a good fire like you know the you know, positive bad rather than bad bad is <laughs> that type of thing but yeah no i mean even if you, even before newcastle have only won two of their last 10 10 meetings with chelsea and lost the other eight so it's It's your dichotomy. It's not looking great, is it? No, and I'll let you go to the other things about what what they've talked about at the top of the table. However, they just literally thumped Norwich 7-0 in what looks like the easiest bloody match they've ever done without their strikers of Lukaku or Werner. Now, I think Werner is a very good player. I don't think he's been great for Chelsea at all. Mm. In a way, I think his loss... It's even worse for Newcastle because <laughs> now there's other people who are going to come in and do better. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it, it's it's not a great sign for us that yeah Chelsea, as you say, losing Lukaku and then now as we said Verna, it's not quite worked out for him at Chelsea. I think he's a very good player, but still without their two main strikers, <laughs> pumped on seven nil, and now we play them. If Chelsea, only
1: <laughs> Newcastle could do the same without any strikers.
0: Mm. I mean, they're top of the table after nine games. They've won seven of those, drawn one. They've only lost once.
1: I I honestly think they're contenders to win this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 23 goals scored and just three conceded.
1: Yeah, you ain't gonna. I mean, maybe, maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As we said at the top of this, (laughs) whiffle! I can't can't see this going well for us.
1: No, no. I mean, I think if you're lucky, it's going to be 3-0.
0: Yeah, it, honestly, and and this is why I was so worried about Christmas. In that we know how tough that run's going to be over Christmas. Well, before we know it, that period's going to be upon us, and we might not even be we'll into double figures have, on points, that yeah, we may we not even, even, have even have a win, win again. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, it's worrying. Yeah, I mean, let, let's, have, let's have a quick look at what, what you've got on the um, on the following fixtures.
0: So we've got well, we, we've got Brighton after Chelsea, but of course that's away, and Brighton have had a really good start to the season. So again. Yeah. I'm worried, especially after Brighton absolutely destroyed us 3-0 there last season in what was, I have to say, one of the worst Newcastle performances I can remember. And I've seen my share of shockers over the year. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. I'm very worried.
1: Yeah, I I mean, Christmas is always bad for you, but then again, that would be the same for literally any other month if you really want to take it like that. Brighton, as we've said, then you've got Brentford.
0: Again, we've had a good they're start to the really, season. They're
1: doing really well. Arsenal, I mean...
0: <laughs> we have a terrible record against you Arsenal. You do.
1: You do. And they, they
0: are. are slightly picking up. I mean, they're still Arsenal, but... I mean... They're an Arsenal who are slightly picking up, so... Technically,
1: the next game that you should win is on the 30th of November against Norwich. And I don't even hold out hope, I'm sorry. I just don't at the moment. And then, and then you've got Burnley on the 4th. So those two games, you have to win those two games. Those
0: absolutely must win. But I'll be honest, if we haven't won anything by then, it might not matter because all three of us will just be going down. Yeah,
1: I mean, then you've got then you've got Leicester, um, Liverpool, Man City. <laughs> it's not even funny, is it? Man United.
0: Yeah, I told you, rough Christmas.
1: Yeah, Everton. Southampton, and that takes you through to the new year.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's
1: and then you've going got Watford, difficult. who are going to be top of the table by that point <laughs> because Ranieri <laughs> would. Have been.
0: As I, said, I mean, look, the the one thing that I can slightly draw some hope from is that the other year with Rafa Benitez, we only had three points after ten games, and we stayed up and finished mid table. If we can get in a, a decent manager to see us through the rest of the season. Maybe they can do it. I'm not. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. But it's something that I can at least look at and and go. Well, it's not. We're not in a completely impossible situation yet, and we're not yet adrift. That could that could easily change very quickly. But we're not completely out of it. But we need to start getting the points on the board, plain and simple.
1: I mean, I can only say that it's kind of a good job that they're not airing every football match at the moment <laughs> for Newcastle fans because it's kind of depressing. I mean, I, in like a weird, twisted kind of way, I do kind of want to watch Newcastle-Chelsea. <laughs> it's,
0: it's going to be that sort of masochistic it thing is. of watching us yeah. just get just absolutely thrashed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll be here next week to, to dissect Newcastle 7-0 defeat to, to Chelsea. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that would be absolutely fantastic.
1: Oh, I forgot to say I was right though, wasn't I?
0: yes oh, I, we were this close to getting through and I thought No, I, I thought you'd forgotten
1: no 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 I was right I said one or and then I remember <laughs> on, the, on the live text update and you're like oh it's two one all I was like no it's not it'll be VAR checked and it was one all told you yeah I'm the new Mystic Meg yeah in that case could
0: you predict Newcastle's a
1: stay <laughs> <up>? <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do that some some things are best not known <laughs>
0: I'm never
1: going to hear the end of this one, this one. <laughs> there is happiness in your future and great sadness <laughs> <laughs> and when the planets align Mars is, is, is <laughs> i can't even think of the words Mars is in retrograde and Venus is rising I don't even know what this shit means <laughs> neither do I like
0: until next time, this, really, this, really
1: podcast. this has been Mystic
0: Medcast, and I've been your host, Chris Simpson. <laughs> Thanks, Cara. No problem. Thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.